and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. Happy New Year, Nan. Happy New Year. Um, happy Chinese New Year soon as well, even though oh. you're not Chinese. Yes, thank you, thank you. You're, you're from, uh, I don't know, Chinese background, uh, Asian background. Happy, New, mm. happy Chinese New Year. Hope you get plenty of red envelopes. Yeah, speaking of which, I just realized once I get married, I have to give a uh, red envelope to all Ooh. the kids. All the kids? All the kids, yeah. So is that 18 and below? or Nah, as long as you're not married, then you oh. get it. So you get the free money. So you just don't have to be married and single? Yeah, well, yeah. What's the criteria here? Uh, just stay de facto. De facto. Then, All right. Too easy. Lucky though. Mm. But that's why, uh, you know, the proposed wedding date that I was talking about, it was actually just before Chinese New Year. So does that mean I have to give Ooh. envelopes straight away? Straight away? Or do I get a break sort of, you know, I just get married. So maybe mm. first year I don't give. And a bit more money. To... Yeah. I don't know, bro. Uh, wedding is pretty expensive. Yeah. You might have to just sort of do house rules and do it your way. Yeah, I don't know. So, have you heard about the bushfires over east or even here, really? Yeah, well, we're both in Australia, so definitely it's a big news here. Like, really sad for them because, you know, it's just unlucky and it's too hard. Yeah, um, yeah we, um, you know, in the pharmacy, we try to raising some money. Money, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure our owners is like going to match a dollar to dollars. Mm. Yeah, so if they donate $10, the owners will do $10 as yeah. well. Yeah. Very generous of them. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. And yeah, it's a full good cause as well. Because mm. like when, when things happen, like bushfire happened in like WA as well, where yeah. we are. And, you know, when happened, the Eastern State people also come. So yeah, yeah definitely help out if you can. Yeah. Uh, even oh. if you're from overseas. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families. Everyone yeah. here at Breaking the Capsule. Like everyone in the studio, everyone in the office, the whole two people. Definitely thought, should. Yeah. And then uh, did you see about the Australian Opens for every ace they make? They donate like a few hundred dollars for the bush. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So uh, hopefully a lot of aces from yeah. Roger Federer. Roger, yeah. Or they'll just let them do aces. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Screw the title. Screw the title, yeah. Okay, so um, so we're back to the business. Yep. So the first topic that we're going to talk about in the year 2020 or the second decades is uh, diabetes. Yep. Because this is a really big topic, so most likely we're going to do uh, two parts on this one, so that mm-hmm. you guys not overloaded on the information, and you know you can take some time to digest everything. Yep. It's like Avengers Part One and Two. Ooh. Mm. Alrighty, so let's get into some stats about diabetes. So 280 Australians develop diabetes every day. So that's about a person every five minutes. So by the time we finish this podcast, that's roughly about four four people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, scary. So around 1.7 million Australians have diabetes, and this includes all types diagnosed. So 1.2 million known and registered, as well as silent. And then undiagnosed type 2 diabetes up to 500,000 roundabout. So more than 100,000 Australians have developed diabetes in the past year alone. For every person diagnosed with diabetes, there's usually a family member or carer who also lives with diabetes every day in a support role. So if you do an estimate, that's about 2.4 million Australians that are affected by diabetes every day. 
and the total annual cost impact of diabetes in Australia is roughly $14.6 billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, way too much money. So diabetes is also the leading cause of preventable blindness in Australia. And there's more than 4,400 amputations every year in Australia because of diabetes. So people with diabetes are between two and four times also more likely to develop heart disease. It's also the fastest growing chronic condition in Australia. So it's increasing at a faster rate than other chronic diseases such as heart disease and cancer. And all types of diabetes are increasing in prevalence. So type 1 diabetes accounts for 10% of all diabetes and is also increasing. Type 2 accounts for about 85%, which is also increasing. And gestational diabetes and pregnancy is also increasing on the rise as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty scary stats, to be honest. Mm. Like, I didn't know that there are so many people with diabetes. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, like, this is back in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And then I think I only know one person with diabetes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I only wow. know one person. Yeah. And then when I came here for, like, studies and work. Yeah. Literally every day I see people come in with a script for, like, insulin or yeah. metformin, things like that, like... Wow, I didn't know there's so many people with so diabetes. Common. Just, yeah, oh. yeah, it's a big one. So I think in Vietnam is underdiagnosed. Like, Under, yeah, yeah, so because how can only one people? <laughs> and the diet in Vietnam is pretty bad. People drink like beer, craft beer every day. Oh, they eat beer. all this random stuff. So I doubt they are healthy. Yeah. But okay, um, so let's start with the history of diabetes. Like, how does mm. people come up with that name of diabetes? Um, so you know there's actually there's two types of diabetes like the main type diabetes mellitus and Mm -hmm. diabetes insipidus so they might share a name and they might have some similars in terms of symptoms uh, but they are actually two very different diseases yep so for the diabetes insipidus is it's not really about blood sugar that's a problem it's the blood water level so basically it's the uh water levels in your system so the bodies produce this hormone called vasopressin uh, so it's being used to control how much the water kidneys uh, the water that the kidney will reabsorb or excrete to regulate your blood pressures in your system as well so they basically convert to urine and then being flushed out to excrete all the waste uh, or can be reabsorbed so when this like balance or this system is malfunction, uh, people increase their thirst, so they feel very thirsty all the time. Mm-hmm. Heavy urination as well, because the body thing it needs more water to flush out the impurities. And the other type of diabetes is the diabetes mellitus, which involves the blood sugar levels and also the insulin resistant in your system. So. Uh, with this one, is it's important that people monitor their blood sugars every day or on a regular basis, eat healthy, so that it won't like cause further complications. So, the name, the words diabetes, is actually come from like back back then, because of how doctors initially diagnosed them both. So. Diabetes was initially tracked by examining the quality of the urine that a person produced. So remember the previous episode when we talked about the 10 most mm. um, uh, 
the inventions. inventions so yeah. we talk about how doctors taste people urine yep yeah so uh, because urine can naturally become cloudy or clear through what a person eats or drink, doctors need to determine if there was high in sugar content or no substantive content to the urine. So, so diabetes insipidus is one end and diabetes mellitus is the other end. So they like sort of completely opposite each other. Yeah. So the doctors back in the day they would taste the urine to determine what's the sugar content, and then. If they taste a lot of sugar, so probably diabetes mellitus. Yeah. If there's no flavors, then most likely it will be insipidus. So that's how it got the names. Um, and the word insipid refers to lack of flavor. So that's where the insipidus come from. Um, in this uh, podcast series, we actually talk uh, talking about diabetes mellitus because that's the most common form and be, and because majority of the time we're talking about the blood sugar levels, the pancreas and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. diabetes mellitus. Um, so in order to understand uh, how to treat it and what to look out for, so we should talk about how your body uh, regulate and maintain your sugar levels. So right. Ishan, you want to kickstart? Yep. So the most important source of fuel in your body is uh, a simple sugar and it's called glucose. And that's also known as blood sugar, which builds up in your blood after a meal. So blood sugar can then travel through your bloodstream and is then used by cells throughout your body. Your pancreas, which is a gland located behind your stomach, is in control of releasing the hormones that tell your body whether to store it or release it for the energy for your body to use. One of these hormones, which is called insulin, is essential for helping your body use blood sugar and it also helps prevent a buildup of blood sugar in your bloodstream. So insulin gives glucose access to those cells and it attaches insulin receptors on cells throughout the body, telling them to open up or um, grant entry to the glucose. Low levels of insulin constantly circulate throughout the body. So a spike in insulin signals to the liver that blood glucose is also higher. The liver absorbs glucose, then changes it into a storage molecule called glycogen. The liver stores glucose to power the cells during periods of low blood sugar. When blood glucose falls, cells in the pancreas secrete glucagon, and which instructs the liver to convert glucogen to glucose, making glucose more available in the bloodstream. From there, insulin attaches to its receptors on the body's cells and ensures that they can absorb glucose. Okay. So... Now we can talk about the symptoms of high blood sugar. Yeah, so like the common symptoms of high blood sugars can be including that um, you urinating quite often, more than usual. Um, so that's how your body reacts to it because the kidneys respond to high blood sugar by trying to get rid of it to maintain the balance. Uh, excessive thirst uh, that accompanies with the frequent uri- urinations because uh, the kidney can cause dehydrations and feelings of intense thirst is when trying to regulate blood sugar level. And feeling excessively hungry as well because high blood sugars does not directly cause feeling of hunger. However, a drop in insulin often causes hunger when it's accompanied with high blood sugars. On the other hand, with the low blood sugar symptoms, think of it when you are hungry. How do you mm-hmm. normally feel? So you feel a bit dizzy, 
your heart start to pumping quite hard, quite fast. You feel weak because you feel hungry, not enough sugars to fill up your cell. Uh, you might feel tingling, numbness in your tongue, lips, arms and legs. Uh, definitely feel hungry as well. Feel fainted. So a lot of time, have you ever fainted when you're hungry? No, I haven't fainted, but I came across someone who did faint um, just a couple of days ago at work. Uh-huh. So it was because they actually had a colonoscopy and possibly endoscopy that morning. Oh, yeah. And they were quite elderly, and as you know, it's been quite warm recently. So they'd just come from the hospital, and then they'd actually started to get a bit faint because obviously they hadn't eaten yeah. much and everything was out. So yeah, yeah definitely ex- uh, witnessed it, but haven't experienced it myself. Have you fainted? Well, this one time I actually almost fainted. It yeah. was when I was a kid. Uh, it was like some family road trip or something like that. So we got mm-hmm. back home quite late. And I was really like, we was in the car. We didn't even mm. walk around anything, but I was really hungry. And then to it, when we almost home, I sort of start dozing off, start fainting. Ooh. And I get really irri- irritated it's as well. Cool. Like yeah. that's one of the symptoms of low blood sugars because yeah, you're just too hungry the thing and too like, you know, mm. have common sense stuff. Luckily, the moment that we got home, my mum ran into the kitchen and grabbed me like some sugary stuff. So oh, that's good. It was okay yeah. after that, but yeah, that was a big lesson. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there, there are three main types of uh, diabetes mellitus. So we got type one, type two, and gestational. Yep. So type one is uh, more of an autoimmune condition where you get it since you are young. Yep. because your body can't produce insulin. So for this reason, it's normally called juvenile diabetes. Uh, so this type of diabetes involves your body attack your own immune system and so some of the, and also the insulin secreting beta cells in your pancreas. And then the type two is when your cell in your body doesn't like resistant to the insulin. So it doesn't recognize it or it just doesn't bond very well with each other. Uh, this type is more common because it's sort of developed throughout your whole life because of you may have like other risk factors like cardiovascular problem, poor diets and things like that. Um, most of this type of diabetes, if not controlled well, will have quite similar symptoms. So like frequent urination, feeling excessive dust, uh, feeling hungry, fatigue, blur visions, uh, some of the wound takes a long time to heal as well. And the last form, which is not as common, but it's happened, is called gestational diabetes. Is the form of diabetes that's developed during, when women's during pregnancy. So when women is pregnant, the placenta, which support uh, and deliver nutrition to the baby, might impair the mom's uh, body's ability to use insulin. And the result of this is insulin resistance, which is similar to type 2. And that's why it triggers symptoms which are similar to it. Uh, this type of diabetes normally go away after the baby is born, which is good. Uh, that it doesn't stay permanently, but it's sort of a risk factor for the later development of type 2 diabetes. Mm. Pretty uh, sad for the... Yeah, serious um, stuff. Yeah. So that's the that's quite a lot of information to take in. 
So what we're going to do is we'll stop our podcast episode this week here and then we'll continue with um, how to detect uh, diabetes, how to treat it, what's the lifestyle in the next episode. Thanks for listening in. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.